Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Gaming Goons podcast. My name is Luke, and I am here today. Uh, if you're watching our video podcast, you'll notice we're in a bit of a different setting because we are, for the first time ever, on Discord. Joey, Josh, how are we feeling today? Feeling good. Feeling really yeah, good. Yeah, I'm uh, feeling, feeling pretty good. If my audio is a little different, I'm not using the same mic, so bear with us. This is a, this is a trial test. Yeah, as, yeah. Of, as of right yeah. now, you know, we're kind of scattered about. The goons are not all in one spot. Uh, Josh is back at school. You know, I just took a new job, so I'm going to be relocating here soon. You know, there's a lot going on. Um, so we're making the best of it. We are going to make stay committed to getting episodes out to you guys. And uh, so without further ado, let's uh, start by saying, you know, if you enjoy our content, give us a like, give us a follow, you know, spread the word because the more gaming goons we can get uh, listening to the show, the more we can do with it. And, you know, potentially more bonus episodes, extra content. We'll see how we can make the channel grow. So, uh, yeah, let us know what you think about this kind of video, too, because we're kind of trying out different things. So yeah. if you guys like it, let us know. If you don't, we'll try to get together more. We'll, we'll do what we can, though. Yep. Exactly. So with no further ado, let us begin episode 28, right? Yeah, 28. My yeah, goodness. That's right. We've been doing this for 28 weeks, guys. That's, that's crazy. weird. Cruising. That is kind of impressive, honestly, because, you know, it, the, the biggest problem for us was starting this thing. And now that we've, you know, gotten on a roll, it's hard. It's harder to stop, I think, than it is to not stop. <laughs> that's true. <clears throat> I would definitely agree with that. So what's on the docket for today? uh well, state of gaming right you know yeah state of game we're gonna talk a little bit about uh the games right now uh mm -hmm. starfield there's some sales on the steam deck right now there's a lot of different things we're gonna cover um i think payday 3 is coming out tomorrow josh says so that's that's pretty cool there's, there's a lot of things going on right now Baldur's gate still doing really good yep actually really good still i actually um, Baldur's just, gate um... 3 is coming out on playstation 5 um is it Oh, is it not out? Yet? I think it already came out. Actually, I think it's. I think it just came out on September sixth. So oh, that nice. is available to PlayStation users. Cool. Uh, I don't know how well it is on PlayStation, but uh, yeah, if you're into that, take a look. Solid. Um, let's see. Uh, what is free on Epic right now? Uh, nine one one operator. So if you ever wanted to be a nine one one operator, you can do that. Live your dreams to the fullest. Have a good time. Um, That's insane that might be a little bit more stressed than you want on your evening gameplay session but you know <laughs> i played you know I, i've dedicated time to elden ring so that that that's that can't be more stressful right how's that how's going uh, elden ring coming along luke uh very static i haven't logged on in a while <laughs> um there's a lot of games out right now that's that's kind of yeah. my problem i've been bouncing between so many games recently the, the, the big past issue two, three weeks i haven't played really at all yeah, the big issue that I'm running into is I have save files started on so many different things because I, you know, I, I buy the game. I mean, like, Joey, you and me, you know, game shared our Steam libraries, so I have access to more games now. Um, so I have, in the past, like, couple weeks, I re-downloaded Apex. I downloaded Phasmophobia. I started a file on Cyberpunk. I played about 25, 30 minutes of Starfield. Uh, let's see what else have I done. I played a little bit of Payday 2, Killing Floor, and then, of course, as always, I, I'm the grind never stops of playing Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic Adventure right. 1. What did so. you think about your first 25 minutes of Starfield? What did you think about the intro? Did, uh, you, did you play Skyrim and Fallout or any of those? I've played about three hours of Skyrim and four hours of Fallout 4, and okay. that's about it. Um, I enjoy it so far. Uh, I'm definitely excited to get more into it once I have more time. But that's kind of on the back burner for now as I try and figure out 
a new place to live. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's been it's been fun so far. The gun gameplay seems pretty solid. Uh, I'm not super used to the like weight mechanic and having to manage your inventory uh, big time because I haven't done too too much with Bethesda games. But it's an interesting you know change of pace from the other you know Starfield not Starfield the other Star and Galactic based games that I've played like Mass Effect. So it's been a it's been refreshing and I'm excited to see what it does going forward. So I yeah, know I, I know. Uh, oh, go ahead. I think I played it for maybe i have a save for about 12 hours or so maybe solid. 10 hours solid, solid. i'm level 13 or so yeah um it's it's a decent game i think it's not as polished as i thought it would be um mm-hmm. it actually kind of reminds me of and this kind of is kind of wild but how 76 launched because 76 launched fallout 76 i mean yeah. launched with a lot a lot of bugs now Starfield has some bugs in it, but there's some bugs in it that are just so annoying it kind of ruins my experience. Oh really? What's, like for what's example, the there's this yeah. one companion you can get. His name is Bosco. He's a robot that follows you around nice. if you want him to follow you around or a companion. So okay. he has a laser rifle and he shoots it at enemies sometimes when you're in combat, and sometimes something bugs out in the game and it continues to shoot, but he's not shooting. The sound bug is just there. Uh, throughout the whole until you go into another room or another instance so i'm like dude you kidding me stay uh, right here you're the noise is annoying me so much i literally have to keep my companion to stay still at the beginning of the level mm -hmm. run throughout the whole level then come back pick him up then go through the door that's frustrating so that that's just one bug i mean other than uh, the npcs going to the floor i've heard the npcs have been a bit wacky um it kind of just sounds like a um like a Bethesda game to me, like weird NPCs, weird dialogue, glitches. Like I kind of think that's the style of Bethesda game. It's mm -hmm. it's a sort of charm that it has, but also it plays into its its uh, downfall of the game itself. I don't know if they yeah. really intend for it to be that way, but it's very common in their art style and their design and their philosophy, and it's kind of just always stuck throughout all their games. Yeah, I mean it's a common thread. That happens yeah, with a lot of. Is not very it good. definitely is. Yeah, happens with a lot of studios. I mean, uh, like, even with their newer projects, like you can tell that it's a sucker punch production. Whether it's Sly Cooper or Infamous, I don't know how much you guys have played the Infamous games. I know we've all played Sly, um, and like I played uh, like the first 10, 15 minutes of Ghost of Tsushima at my friend Cam's house the other day. Uh, it's really good, and I can I can already kind of tell that it's a sucker punch production just by the gameplay style because you know everyone each studio kind of has their own you know vibe their own what's the word i'm looking for environment that i guess they create yeah, throughout their, their own, game making like, process yeah, yeah mm. that's aesthetic that's mm. the word so it's it's interesting to see how that kind of you know rolls over between genres between developers between studios and it's kind of nice because you know if you really appreciate something that one studio in particular does then you can appreciate that in almost all of their games so right right I am worried about Starfield and uh, its life cycle, but I mean, it is only the first couple of weeks of its launch, so don't yeah. have much to base it off on. I, I still haven't played yeah. it yet. It's on Game Pass. I'll get to it eventually, but uh, got a lot of other stuff I'm playing right now. I just beat Spider-Man Miles Morales to oh, yeah? get prepared for the new Spider-Man game that comes out October 20th, so very I'm nice. very, very excited for that. There's tons of cool gameplay and story mm. looks incredible graphics it's, yeah. it's just it just all looks fantastic and I'm, nice. that's, that's gonna probably be my most anticipated game as of right now 
Yeah, I um, as of right now, you know, I just kind of talked about all the games that I started a playthrough on. But um, soon as November rolls around, it is it's Mass Effect time because we're coming up on N Seven Day pretty quickly, and I gotta start up. I'm like I, I like have to start a playthrough of Mass Effect on N Seven Day, so that's the way to do it. Luke, is there something coming for out for that or no? No, November seventh is just Mass Effect Day. It's kind of like how March see, 10th is Mario Day. It's kind of the same deal. Gotcha. All right, I have a question gotcha. for you, Luke. I don't Hit know me. the answer to it, but I want to know how well you know Mass Effect. Okay, go for it. When was the first Contact War? The first Contact War? Uh, I believe, are you looking for a year or like in relativity uh, to the start of I like this? a year. I think a year would be good. I'm going to look it up. Um, Hang on. Okay, so I don't know what the race is called, but I know you know what I'm talking about. Oh, the first contact war was the that was the conflict between the Turians and the humans once they went through the first Mass Effect relay. Was that uh, on Mars? So uh, originally, they found Prothean uh, Prothean data and Prothean technology on Mars, and that allowed them to do space travel to the mass relays. The once they found the mass relay, they went through one, and it. it <laughs> And once they went through one, they came into contact with the Solarians and, and the Turians and all the other right. species on the council. And, you know, we didn't, humans didn't know what was going on. So they were like, they automatically assumed it to be hostile. So they started, um, this is actually where humanity is like very not looked upon well in the Mass Effect series is because of what we did during the first contact war. And that is right. once they figured out slip space drives and getting through the Mass Effect relays, we started like... <laughs> What's the best way to word this? Um, we started whimsically launching nukes through them uh, and basically just destroying subsystems and trying to destroy all other alien life forms because we assume they're hostile, which in turn, us firing nukes is what made them hostile to us. So Fair enough. that's um, that's basically the first contact war. Um, and actually, yeah, there's fun, so much freaking lore. Fun, fun fact about that is uh, Ashley, one of your two human companions in the first Mass Effect game, um, if you talk to her enough on the uh, on the Normandy, you can find out about her dad. Her dad was a, I think it was a brigadier general in the first contact war. So he fought and kind of did a lot during that. So um, Ashley's father, Ashley's ballpark 23, 24 during the first game. If her father fought in the first contact war, I would say it's probably set about, I think it's 40 to 50 years before they started the first game. And I believe the first game starts like 2165. So I'd say like 2100, maybe. I don't know the year. I, I think it's like 2157 is what I'm guessing. Okay, so I'm in the ballpark. Yeah, you're definitely right about the real. I mean, I could, there's freaking paragraphs and paragraphs. And it's like, oh, if you press the, the Rachni Wars. Yeah, the yeah, the Rachni. The Ra oh, blah, blah, blah. Dude, the Rachni, yeah. the Rachni Wars are absolutely insane. The Krogan were the only reason that they got out yeah. of that. Um, there's, but I like one that's, the, that's enough yeah. Mass Effect lore for one night. Yeah. If you can't tell, I'm a big Mass Effect fan. I actually listen to the Mass Effect lore cast done by Robots Radio. Um, yeah. New episodes drop like every week, but I don't know how they're going to I don't know. They're like like 70 episodes in something like that. It's really cool to listen to. That's pretty cool. I do have to say one more thing about Starfield. I think the game runs pretty good actually. No, I don't know how it runs on Xbox or or anything else, but on PC it actually it actually is pretty smooth. Now, I know well, a lot of people computer, uh, a lot of people were going to were trying to complain about it, it was it's locked at 60 fps, right? Or is that just on console? On console, yeah. 
Josh. It's actually locked at 30. At 30? Yeah, I was say 30. I Ooh. think it's locked at 30. Oh, yeah. my goodness. That is, that's, on, that's kind of absolutely brutal, actually. That is yeah. a really slow frame rate. Yeah, I think we talked about this back in June. We had a whole discussion. We might, yeah, um, we did. Mm -hmm. about this with dan i think and yeah. uh yeah i i don't think that'll ever change i think it'll just always be 30 fps maybe next gen consoles they'll bring it over kind of like skyrim and do a remaster uh yeah. but we'll just have to wait and see right yeah right speaking of which next gen consoles we are uh we are through i believe seven full years yeah 2017 to 2023 we're through seven full years of the switch's lifespan uh do you guys oh, think yeah. a new nintendo <laughs> consoles around the corner um i don't know about nintendo but i think xbox just launched their new series s that's at 120 frames now is it like a, a pro series a one terabyte star storage uh I, I, you could call it that i guess it's mm -hmm. like an upgraded s basically with the specs okay. of the x yeah but now it's like kind of I, I don't know the difference between the x and the s anymore because it, it seems pretty similar i believe s is all digital and x is the what's right the Series S is the all digital version. It's cheaper. It's only like three hundred fifty bucks, and then the X is the full tower, and it's like six hundred, right? MSRP. Yeah, the I think. one the S that I have, essentially. essentially yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, Josh, what's your experience with the Xbox Series X? Do you think uh, you think it's gonna be around for a while? Do you think it's gonna follow the same traditional seven year life cycle? What are we, What are you thinking based off your experience with it? Um, I think that consoles in general are in a really good spot. They have from the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 to the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5, they made a big leap in what they can do mm -hmm. hardware, hardware wise. Um, the biggest advancement was that 120 FPS range that everybody was asking for. So yeah. we finally got that. And that's been the biggest deal for Series X. Um, I don't think it's a big enough change from the Xbox One to really get it it's more of just like that hardware upgrade um mm -hmm. i like it but ever since i got my playstation 5 i've been leaning towards that more i just like the controller more uh the ui the way the games are played and the exclusives themselves so it seems like playstation yeah. is just beating out the xbox in every single way possible game pass is still really good for the xbox but yeah playstation just did like a new modified edition for their playstation plus or plus premium or something okay. I, i'm not really yeah. sure what it is but it's a lot better now That's uh yeah i would say they're probably gonna follow the seven to eight years of life cycle i don't th i think they'll probably release like a new playstation 5 uh pro model or slim yeah. model because okay. of how big it is so there's probably gonna be a slim model uh but i would say we shouldn't expect a new console till like 2027 20, 28 because I'm trying to remember, yeah. Series X and S, as well as PS5, dropped when? 2021? 2020? In November 2020. Okay, yes, that's right, because right when, a little bit after the world ended. Um, yeah, the, all the digital chip shortage and everything. Yeah, yeah that was... Honestly, uh, Xbox, they're, they're going to need to do something, because they, they release like pretty crappy games now, I'm not going to lie. Do they, you... They're just like not finished. They do. Joey, do you think that in the future because you know pc is obviously kind of its own separate thing from consoles but as things get more and more advanced joey do you think that they're going to get to a point where maybe one of the two either xbox or playstation is going to fully dominate console market and the other is just going to move towards producing gaming quality pc stuff or do you think it's going to stay xbox versus playstation home console that's it 
it'll i think it'll stay like that for a while i don't i don't know if we'll see a third party rise up other than no. nintendo obviously uh, yeah. but i think we might see a big overtake in the handheld te technology potentially mm -hmm. in the next five okay. years or so because that's like super super hot at least it has been for the past couple of years which the brings switch me has performed really well yeah i mean how long is the switch going to be out so they're, go they're gonna have to make something else and i, I guarantee you it's going to be handheld yeah we are about seven years in um and because that's you know September, I believe September of 2017 was when the Switch was released because that was when Breath of the Wild dropped, I'm pretty sure. And then, see, that's the thing with the Switch is they're, I feel like they're running out of releases in terms of new games because they had Breath of the Wild in 2017, Mario Odyssey in 2018, uh, very end of 2018 was Smash Ultimate. They had Splatoon 3 in 2019 or 2020. No, Splatoon 2. One of the Splatoon games dropped. They've, they've been having like consistent releases for every single year, and I feel like they're kind of running out of new options. Like They've released a new Metroid game. They've done a remaster of Zelda. They've done a remaster of Mario games. They've kind of you know exhausted their pot of... They even have a new Kirby game. All of their IPs are taken care of. Everything that needs to be on the Switch is on the Switch, and I think they need to, if they want to keep up with the other like consoles and PC game they need to adapt new hardware that can yeah. handle better frame rates and better performance that's the they that's the a, big they thing they need a different flavor honestly yeah. but their worlds are usually like super rich and vibrant mm -hmm. you know josh like, what do you think on that? Of, like a kirby game is always so beautiful yeah i think uh well for me personally i don't keep up with a lot of nintendo stuff but it seems like there's not a big game coming out anytime soon for Nintendo. I think the last game that was really big was Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. So now I haven't been hearing much about a new Mario game, Legend of Zelda, or a big Kirby game. Like a, like a big, not like a small little $20 game. Like we're talking like a big game. Um, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't really seem like the future is bright for Nintendo. They can always release like a Mario game or Legend of Zelda game, mm -hmm. make money. Sure, yeah. it'll be good. But it just, I don't know, the, their formula is just getting stale to me. Yeah, and I agree. I'm just not investing as much time in those games as other games. And, and yeah, that's honestly, yeah, go ahead. They, they could release anything and their audience will buy it. But there's like no game or anything recently that's like, hey, I need to go get a Switch because this game is going to be awesome. Like Starfield. Like people bought Xbox to play Starfield, let's say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the thing with that is, you know, you get to a point of there's a saturated market. There's not a lot more people to sell a Nintendo Switch to because you've they've pushed a lot of units in the life cycle as of today. Um, they I believe it's what the second, maybe third sell best selling console of all time definitely because i'm least. pretty sure ps2 still holds the crown and then it's probably the switch and then the wii i think are the top three of all time that might be slightly off i might miss one there i'm not 100 percent sure but uh, something like that but yeah so it's done insanely well and do you guys know what the most consistent and most highest selling game on the switch is uh is it smash bros <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's a port from the Wii U. Is it a Pikmin game? No. Are you going to say Breath of the Wild? No. Mario Kart mm, 8 Deluxe. Movie, then. Oh. Mario no, Kart 8 I, Deluxe I, I is, the, is the most sold game on the Switch. Um, which makes sense because if mm. anyone buys a Switch, you know, I don't know what you guys do with your Switches, but typically my Switch is kind of like my party console. I put my jack. I collect I, dust typically. I, I put my Jackbox games on there. All Same. the games that I'll play with, like a bunch of friends, if I have friends over. 
And usually if I'm going to, you know, a place where I know I'll have access to a TV, on the off chance that stuff gets boring and I'm with friends, then I can just boot up the Switch and we can play Jackbox or like Mario Kart or Mario Party. Right. Um, so that's kind of the use that I, I have. I feel like that's Switch all right that now. Nintendo has become. Is the party game system. Josh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say it's more of like the uh, party game system. Um, just don't see it being like a main console. Right, right. I, I mean, not a main console, but they do have some pretty captivating games like the Legend of Zelda games, for example. They do have like, what, Super Mario Galaxy or whatever. Those are pretty good. Um, um, I mean, other than that, so, I mean, geez. Yeah, so their biggest, their biggest titles in terms of like AAA, like big name games, uh, you have Mario Odyssey, you have Smash, you have Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and then Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, Kirby's and the Forgotten Land dropped in November of 2022, I think. Um, that was, yeah, March, no, March 25th of 2022. Kirby and the Forgotten Land dropped. Uh, you have Metroid Dread. And then the biggest one, the biggest thing about Nintendo is their games are inherently more family friendly. So they hit a wider base and you don't have to have like this large scope of knowledge in order to like pick up a switch and understand how it works it's a it's very right. user friendly in the ui in the gameplay and so that's why you see like my cousin nick has i want to say like 400 hours in stardew valley on his switch um it, it you know you can sink a lot of time into it i know countless amounts of people from from school that they just keep sinking time into animal crossing new horizons yeah true so it, it really just depends on what your focus is as a gamer and i think nintendo it's it's bad to call nintendo like a cleanup act but like the, all the people that are like big time gamers play pc xbox playstation you know i think the people that are really really invested are either on pc or have both of the big systems then you go a step down you know the the still serious but a little bit more casual maybe they don't have as big of a budget for gaming uh you have one big console and then i think for the people who are just more casual players that don't want to sink as much time into it or invest as much money into it those are your nintendo players yeah it's it's kind of like the jack of what, what i could see happening um is okay it goes back kind of to your question to joey mm -hmm. um i think later maybe by 2030 or something xbox sales are going to go down uh microsoft is going to fall out of place and maybe they don't release a console and they focus more on pc hardware because that's kind of where they are that's kind of their realm is uh pc software is microsoft Just, so because microsoft I, has... I could see them going in that direction and sony being like the main console mm -hmm. uh as a playstation and, and every console game just being on just playstation but and then maybe there's like another subcategory of handhelds and mobile gaming so there's like three categories pc gaming console gaming handheld yeah yeah microsoft should tap into the handheld consoles now mm -hmm. honestly but i think it, it's kind of wild though because you mentioned one of your friends plays a lot of stardew valley yeah. on uh that on switch yeah uh, the switch but i mean you can do that on the steam deck and the steam you deck can. can do it better yeah, I think the Steam so... Deck is a little pricier. Like the bottom model, of the Steam Deck is three hundred sixty right now because it's on sale. Mm -hmm. Typically, it's at four hundred, which is kind of steep. That is kind of steep because if you compare that to the Switch price, MSRP for a standard Switch is three no two ninety nine three hundred bucks, 
and then the Switch Lite retails for one ninety nine, and the OLED model is three fifty nine, three sixty nine, something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. So you know you have a spectrum of price ranges with the Switch because you know you can do the OLED model or jump down to the handheld, which is nice. But you know, if you want the full experience, you got to pick the upper tier. But for someone who just wants to play Stardew Valley or you know Animal Crossing, and they don't have any other games they really want to play. The handheld light version is is a lot. It's perfectly Perfect. functional. It it works right. great. So it serves a purpose in the market. Yeah, like for an individual, the that one yeah. would be perfect. But you know, like for the family setting, like we talked mm -hmm. about, if you yeah. get the OLED, honestly, you don't even need the OLED. But if you get multiple controllers and just set it up on the TV, your yeah. kids will be satisfied for the rest of eternity. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Fortnite. So it, it, that's the other nice thing is you know those games like Fortnite and you know Rocket League that they're they're not <laughs> they're not really as optimized as if you play them on pc or or the other bigger consoles but you know it's an option and so right. if you have that option then you can keep kids at bay and keep them kind of in the nintendo platform for a couple extra years before they really break into the other other ones as they get older right yeah well <clears throat> i don't know if you guys watched uh apple's new like showcase for their phone but they were showcasing um new gaming hardware in their phone and it looked very promising i've never been someone who wanted to be like a mobile gamer but with the new iphone 15 pro mm -hmm. and pro max it looks incredible you can play resident evil 4 on your phone and it it looked pretty good there's a new division game coming out just for mobile uh really? mobile devices <laughs> or maybe just ios and it looks really really promising i've never yeah. seen something so promising for mobile gaming and i think you should take a look into that because it's really cool but i wanted to ask you guys um what your most anticipated game is for this year for the rest of the year for the rest of the year all my big ones have come and gone yeah so like until december uh i'm excited for payday 3 tomorrow honestly i don't know if i'm gonna get it immediately but that I mean, for a forty dollars price, that is gonna sell a lot of copies. Yes, it will. On Steam. Yeah. Um, so that's probably it for me. Yeah, my most anticipated one is has been Starfield, and that's you know it's out now. So I I don't really know what what's left to come out this year, Josh. Do you have a couple games that are still waiting in the wings, or? Well, so I mentioned Spider-Man 2 is October 20th. Uh, okay. Lies of P is a Soulsborne game that comes out pretty soon. I think this week or next week. And then Payday mm -hmm. 3 comes out. Um, Lords of the Fallen is another uh, Soulsborne game that's yeah, coming Lies out. I'm not too tomorrow. sure on the release date. Maybe October 13th. Tomorrow? Okay. Yeah, tomorrow. That's pretty soon. Wow, I did not know that. And then I think the Super Mario Bros. Wonder game? That's correct. Is that the 2D one that they announced at the one Nintendo Direct? Hang on. Yeah, I was it, it, it has like a it has like a new kind of art style and it looks it looks cool, but I don't know. It's uh my my most anticipated game is going to be Spider-Man 2. It looks super promising. I would recommend everyone who's listening to go check out the trailers cuz they I'm just, I mean, I'm just super pumped. I'm I'm pumped. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's cool. Super Mario Bros. Wonder. It was in the so, it was in the August 31st Nintendo Direct. Uh, that is coming out. Mm, right. It's set for release in November of this year. So wow. that's uh, that's 
Yeah, I think, that's oh, there's a new Warhammer 40k game coming out, isn't there? Is there? Uh, yeah, I think it's called like hmm. Dark Tide. No, that's been out. That's been out. Dark Tide's been out. Let me look it up. Actually, Dark Tide. Uh, it says it's uh, coming out on blocked. Xbox Series X and S. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that, that might... one. That one's gonna be interesting. Yeah, that will be different. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage comes out October 5th. Um, so with all this in mind, guys, what's uh, what's your game of the year favorite to this point? Do you think anything that's going to release is going to have a chance at it, or do you think no, the the Baldur's game of the year has already been released? Win. Yeah, ba Baldur's Gate is going to win. 100%. Josh, I have, I have a, a feeling you're going to say uh, tears. I so I think Baldur's Gate did a lot for the gaming community, but I don't think it's going to win game of the year. Um, hmm. I think that not enough people actually bought it. I I think a lot of people bought it, and it did break a ton of records. But for that being said, I don't think it had a big enough player base that it would win Game of the Year. I think it's going to win a lot of awards. But I think because Nintendo has that huge, massive uh, mm -hmm. player base, Tears of the Kingdom will win. Okay. But I do, I'm not like, just because this is my most anticipated game doesn't mean anything, but I, I do think Spider-Man 2 could possibly be nominated. Do I think it's going to win? No, but I think it could be nominated. Well, I mean, if they put out a, a game like the first two with Miles Morales and then the first Spider-Man one, I, I haven't played either of the two, but from every bit of gameplay I've seen, it looks like, it looks like an expansion and continuation of the Batman Arkham games, but with Spider-Man instead. And that is a winning formula. <clears throat> yes, essentially. Yeah, because uh, remind me, Spider-Man games, they use the free flow combat system, right? They do, yes. And from so I've been playing the Arkham games uh, a little bit, but yeah. how, how are I you know I, I would say Spider-Man kind of perfected that. Mm -hmm. it, I, I don't I know you haven't played it, so you can't really like base it off of anything yeah um I, I do i think the games are pretty good so far i mean i'm not that far into them so are you I'm still going you're starting with asylum right yes yes i am how far are you are you to killer croc yet what's going on i'm like an hour in i don't oh, know i haven't okay. played in a minute so but um you're like very very I'm not super far. at the beginning okay cool um, yeah, there's a lot yes, there. Yes. If you like Batman, you will love all of the Arkham games. The only one I haven't played at the Arkham series is Arkham Origins because that's only available on Xbox 360. Uh, it's actually the only one that wasn't released mm. by... Oh, what's the studio called? Oh, help me out, Josh. What's the name? I couldn't tell you, honestly. I don't know the game studios for the Batman games. Square Enix? Is that... No, I, yeah. I don't think that sounds right. Uh... Did you play the new um, Gotham Knights game? No, I don't really have too much of an interest in doing that. Uh, I think I think the the franchise should have been capped off with Arkham Knight and then called it a day. Uh, it they they did that is so still well. the same franchise, right? That's just with Batman dying and then the sidekicks kind of take a uh, yeah, like so a, like a main role. The end of Arkham Knight spoilers for anyone. It's kind of kind of a spoiler, but effectively it is it is supposed to be the end of batman's run in that you know kind of game timeline universe um but as you move forward you know you get to play with nightwing you get to play with red hood you get to play with the new robin which is i believe it's tim the third robin is still there i don't think that damien is into that role yet and then you can also play as batgirl so you have plenty of options there um <clears throat> 
as to what you want to do. Josh, so <clears throat> are you excited to play the rest of the Arkham games? You know, based off the small sample size that you have, do you think you're going to enjoy them more or less than the Spider-Man games? Because mm-hmm. I know they have a... There goes Joey. Um, I know they have a bit more emphasis on the... <clears throat> Uh, detective side from Batman. I don't know what's kind of the substitute for that in the Spider-Man games. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm enjoying it so far. I Like, again, I don't have, like, enough experience yet uh, mm-hmm. to base it off of a lot. Uh, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero, so I'm just automatically going to love the Spider-Man games more. I just yep. like the way that the city is designed for okay. Spider-Man, just like how the Arkham games are. Um, mm-hmm. It's designed for Batman. So each game does really well in creating an environment for that specific character which i really really enjoy um i love 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 the story that spider-man tells in the first game and even in the miles morales game it's fantastic the second game story just looks fantastic and they're doing something new so it hasn't been seen before which i love i like when they follow the source material but they create something new um but from the batman games I love I love Batman. I mean, he's always mm-hmm. been uh, a great hero that I loved learning more about. He's so I'm excited to <clears throat> dive deeper into um, the mythos of Batman and kind of his psyche and uh, the supporting characters of villains. And yeah, I'm just I'm just excited to keep playing. That's one of the nice things about those games is you get to see such a robust set of characters, um, especially when you get to Arkham City and Arkham Knight. There are, I believe, in Arkham City, I believe there's at least eight different side quests, like, you know, continuations that you can do, all with a different, like, you know, known villain of Batman. Um, there's, you know, like, you got everyone from Deadshot to Killer Croc to, to there's a Bane side quest in the second one. Um, everyone up all the way over to Hush. Like, there's so many different villains incorporated wow. into these games, and it, it varies from point A to point B, obviously, but... You know, the execution is very well done, and, and you can get as in-depth with uh, Batman lore as you want to in these games. You know, in Asylum, they have audio tapes of all the different um, all the different villains being interrogated and kind of going to their therapy sessions in Arkham Asylum. And you can kind of hear, like, the progression of how they think from when they got there to where they're at now. You know, it's a oh, I'm going to get Batman, or oh, I'm going to break out of here, or now it's like, hmm, I've shifted my goals. And one of the coolest things for me was to hear uh, Harley's tracks, because Harley Quinn started out as you know a nurse in the asylum before she helped break Joker out, and she kind of turned to the dark side. So that was a really cool thing for me to learn more about as I played through those games. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with the batman franchise Mm -hmm. uh for gaming i mean recently it seems like it hasn't been too hot so uh maybe they'll release like a new uh a new batman franchise and kind of leave arkham as its own thing and grow a new fan base with a new game i think that would be i think that would be the best move for uh the gaming the gaming realm of batman and just leave the side characters out of it kind of just focus on batman because that's the main selling of the game um, I would say if I were to give a suggestion, I would definitely say this. There are going to be two roads ahead of you. The first road is you need to take a different context of Batman and make that the centerpiece of the next game if you're going to continue the Arkham series. So my personal recommendation would be make a Batman Beyond Arkham-style game uh, to where you can take that, you know, do the separate timeline, have the different Batman 
and that opens up a whole new host of possibilities for you know villain and hero combinations and you know different timelines conversations characters to involve you know missions to have and you can still keep the formula of free flow combat detective mode uh you know all your assassin little bits that you're not really killing people because that's batman's thing but you know taking down enemies in non-lethal ways of, of all kinds even though he like breaks every bone in their body but <laughs> um but the other yeah. the other option is to completely rebrand um you know maybe i know they've released two uh two separate games in the telltale series about batman but i'm pretty sure telltale is not a did they get bought out i think telltale is no longer a thing anymore uh i'm not too sure uh let me check on that Joey, what are your thoughts on the Batman games? You know, what's your favorite superhero game? I don't really play superhero games, honestly. I, I don't really have a comment, to be fair. I, I haven't played any of the Batman games. I, I'm not too much of a superhero game guy. Yeah. I, I remember playing one, I think Josh knows what I'm talking about. It's some, like, Marvel game where you kind of lock a bunch of different superheroes and fight with them on a team or something Is like that. Is that Marvel versus Capcom? No. Mm. I don't know. I Spider-Man friend or foe? Possibly. Maybe. Possibly. Uh, so Telltale Games closed as a studio in 2018, actually. I didn't realize it was that long ago. What was the reason? Does it uh, say the reason? Wow. All it says, this is Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of salt, but it was, sold, it was closed as a studio in 2018, and all of its assets were sold off. LCG Entertainment purchased the majority of the licenses and assets to begin doing business as a video game publisher and developer under the Telltale game brand name in 2019. They did the Walking Dead games, right? Yes, so, they had... Um, honestly, they should have, like, scrapped that and went on. Because, like, by the time they got into those games, I feel like the Walking Dead, like, viewership was, like... Ooh. Well, see, that was the nice thing. For me, I played those Walking Dead games right when... It was kind of, like, my way to bridge the gap between Season 6 and Season 7 of the show. Um, season 6 had just ended, and... Uh, yeah, I believe season six ending was when they introduced Negan. And that was kind of like a big, I was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? And I kind of needed to get my fix of Walking Dead stuff through other channels. So I went to the Walking Dead games. And it tells a very compelling story. It's completely removed from the Walking Dead show. Uh, but it, it's very well done. You know, obviously it's, you only have so much control because, you know, the developers have to set some things in motion to happen in order for the story to progress, regardless of the choices you make. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a very well done story. They have uh, Tales from the Borderlands as well. And then the Batman series and the Wolf Among Us are all the games from Telltale that I know. And all of the ones that I've played have been extremely fun experiences for me. So if you guys like storybook style games or like kind of interactive movie styles, that's definitely a brand I would go with. And I'm pretty sure most of them are all pretty cheap too. You don't have to shell out 60 bucks for a new game. You can get them for like, I think 25 bucks, something like that. So yeah. Cool. All right. We got anything else for kind of state of play. I know we've kind of drifted more into the, what are we playing uh, and what are we excited for? But uh, is there any other general, like, big things going on in the world of gaming, guys, that we've missed that you think uh, we should do diligence and cover? I don't think so. Yeah? Not that I know of. Josh? Yeah, the main things were just some games coming out, but yeah. uh, I'm sure we'll think about it laying in bed tonight. We'll be like, wow, I can't believe we forgot about that. But that's, you know, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll come back next week with uh, some interesting facts. Yeah, and if you guys think of anything or, you know, think of or know of any other big event going on in the gaming world uh feel free to send us a message on youtube or you know shoot us an email uh you know all of our links should be available and uh on the youtube channel and on our 
uh, Spotify channel. So feel free to message us with anything that we missed, and we'll see you guys, you know, next time. Appreciate it, and thank you for watching. See you, see you later. Thank you.